Hello everybody, FPL teacher here. Going to quickly dissect Bournemouth nil, Arsenal 3. In this particular game ended in 10 minutes simply because after Arsenal went 2-0 up, it was just corner, 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 corner. Counter-attack? Yeah. Oh, Saliba scored. Corner, corner, counter, corner, counter. So really, this game is about what Arsenal did well and potentially what Bournemouth did in an attempt to score at least a consolation goal. Arsenal now have scored 9 goals in 3 games. <laughs> and when you look up goal involvements, right, if you didn't count Martin Odegaard's 2 goals and Saliba's one today, everything else is entirely from that left flank of Zinchenko, Martinelli, and Jesus, who drifts to the left himself. Oh yes, sorry, not forgetting Granit Zaka. So... <laughs> At this stage, really, it just comes down to how well you can stop Arsenal's left flank before they do the damage. And in this particular case, they just could not. In the first goal itself, it was particularly evident that the the moment the ball was hanging in the air from the goal kick, you saw three central defenders crowd around Gabriel Jesus. And Jesus is so in form that he can afford to take a touch, trap it at his feet, dribble past two players, and play in Martinelli for his shot on target, which inevitably created the guard's opener. Now, the second goal is more interesting because it went down the right side. Ben White, nominally a central defender that can play right back, actually ventured into the space that Bournemouth afforded him. Now, this is a more tactical thing rather than a Ben White thing because when you have a four-man defense coming up against a five-man defense such as Bournemouth's, the key area advantage is that Arsenal's flank is going to outnumber the wingback 2v1. That is what they specifically targeted here and as Bukayo Saka squared up against um, Zamora, it was Ben White that ventured into the box and crossed for Jesus as well as Odegaard's shot on target. Now, this didn't occur again after Arsenal took a 2-0 lead. So really, it just came down to whether Arsenal afforded Bournemouth any space to counter-attack. What was more concerning was that Aaron Ramsdale, typically someone that we look to for saves, gave the ball away a number of times, particularly when he recovered possession. Now, I'm not sure whether this is a concentration thing or whether he's specifically looking for somebody that requires a difficult pass, but the sidewinders, which is basically a sideways kick from a goalkeeper, have largely disappeared. And I think he's trying to attempt them again here with little success. So the question really, when we ask about Arsenal, especially FPL-wise, is do we ever want to jump off Jesus and Martinelli? Is it worth it? Is it even worth looking at a third Arsenal attacker? Because right now, owning an Arsenal defender such as Saliba is definitely value for money. But the question is, will he fit into your five-at-the-back formation? Or are you going to go with a 4-4-2, having Saliba as your first sub? Or will he start as a third defender in a 3-5-2 where you put all your money in midfield? Bournemouth This 3-5-2 featured a new centre-back With Cook replaced by Senesi Jordan Zamora returned to the lineup, So this was a completely new-look Bournemouth That 
lost 5-0 to Man City. Now, Bournemouth do deserve some credit for holding shape and having at least a specific plan to take out Arsenal's most dangerous attack. And really, it just came down to the brilliance of Jesus that dismantled them in the first minute. Now, tactically, I do have to bring up that Bournemouth against big sides do tend to mix zone and man-to-man. With three central midfielders deployed up front, they already wanted to attack Arsenal on the counter. But Jefferson Lerma, typically a box-to-box midfielder, was converted into a defensive man-marker looking for defenders that ventured up and down the field. So... Lerma, unfortunately, here was played out of position and he failed to stop. He was one of the markers that lost Jesus. And at the same time, (laughs) when Ben White ventured down the right flank, Lerma was the one that tracked all the way out to the edge of the penalty box and he was the one that couldn't prevent Ben White's cross. So call it naivety, call it a tactical flaw, but perhaps this approach would work against sides that do not exude such quality. Having said that, they do need to be a little bit more practical and perhaps field another central midfielder alongside Lerma in order to cover the space that he leaves behind. Simply because when you play three centre-backs, you either play extremely aggressively and you step up into the pitch or you have your midfielders sitting in front of the two like what Newcastle did when Eddie Howe first took over. Now, Having said that, there were encouraging signs moving forward. Number one, Philip Billing played as a second forward, a second central striker next to Kiefer Moore. And this was extremely deliberate, targeting the fact that it might catch Arsenal off guard, and it did a couple of times. It was just a shame that Billing himself has not been starting most games, coming back from injury as such. So his first touch was poor, especially when Zomora fed him the ball on the left a lot. And it came down to a central midfielder bursting from deep to link up with Kiefer Moore. Now, Moore himself had a poor game, but at the very least, he was able to create space for Marcus Tavernier, who did register a few open play shots on the right-hand side in the closing stages of the game. Whether this will bear fruits in the future against different types of sides, we will never know. But for now, at least before... Underneath Moore and Zamora, Tavernier looks the most promising for FPL purposes. In conclusion, Arsenal remain imperious going forward, particularly down that left-hand side that seems to create anything and everything at will. Of course, now we also can establish that they do tend to sit off and especially after they take the lead away from home. We've seen them do this against Palace and now against Bournemouth. So it is safe to say that mentality-wise, perhaps owning an Arsenal defender is a relatively practical idea, especially if they don't really hit teams on the counter and they want to attack them through corners instead. So, you know, picking up a defender like Gabriel or Saliba is fantastic. Now, as for Bournemouth, we're looking at more, we're looking at billing, but no one really deserves to go on a watch list until Bournemouth really hit a green run of fixtures at the very least. This is FPL Teacher and I will review a game that I watched live myself, Liverpool, Man United.